1: On Steelers Nation Radio, it is high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing here: it's time to go inside the electric factory on your twenty-four-seven home of the Black and Gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Moats. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. It's the penultimate day to the weekend here as we roll along through March. Moatsy, how we doing, partner? How we feeling as the, as we draw towards the end of this week?
0: Well, since I got a ultimate within the first minute of the intro, I feel electric. How about that, oh, man? Oh, yeah. That's what I was needing. I was looking for a nugget. I don't care where you find that nugget. Once you find it, you hold on to it. So that's I'm feeling right. good now, man. I'm feeling amazing.
1: Listen, we all need some nuggets from time to time. That's for sure. We have got a uh, we've got a fun show planned for you guys, as always, today. Uh, you know, about 25 minutes or so from now, our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette will join us to talk. Uh, All things Steelers as we look ahead to free agency and and kind of wrap up some combine conversation as well, too. Uh, We'll obviously get to your tweets at the end of the show. Got a couple tweets throughout this week. Uh, Some questions about the Steelers, some questions about this crazy quarterback market that we'll discuss here in a couple minutes as well, too.
0: Oh, Oh, it's it's off the chain.
1: It's off the chain. It's off the chain. (laughs) <laughs> and as always, this show is not live as we uh, record it, right? We are, are in our off-season schedule here. Um, but again, like I mentioned in our final segment, we'll get to some of your tweets. So you still got questions, you got comments, you got concerns and reactions. We'll take those. You know where to get at us this day and any day throughout mm-hmm. the uh, coming weeks and months when you've got questions as it relates to the Steelers, free agency, NFL, all these things. You can get involved at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52
0: Duh,
1: so moti let's let's talk a little bit about this quarterback market because it is crazy
0: oh, oh it's crazy now it's it, crazy
1: oh, oh, who's getting that much money man that's crazy oh
0: that's
1: oh he got that guaranteed amount that's crazy oh crazy
0: crazy oh,
1: <laughs> let, let, let's start here because the, the big piece in this story and i want to talk to you a little bit about aaron rodgers and we'll bring this back to steeler centric at some point but the big kind of piece to all this is Lamar Jackson, of course, the ongoing saga, if you will, that really has been playing out. I mean, since about this time last year between Lamar and the Ravens and some, you know, some, a little bit of playing chicken there, if you will, right. A little bit of who's going to blink first. Well, the Ravens now, um, they have put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, right. Which means that, uh, other teams can still make an offer, a contract offer for Lamar, but that the Ravens would have the opportunity to match. If they were not to match, they would get two first-round draft picks from said team who, who would, take, uh, would take Lamar off their hands. There has been, I think, a lack of interest in this regard as at least what we all thought it would be leading up to this point. What do you make of Lamar, the situation with the Ravens, Um, is it just as simple as everyone's kind of trying to make it on the surface or is there a little bit more to dig into here?
0: Man, this is multifaceted, ton of layers with it, honestly. Um, When you first talk about the contract situation, the franchise tag, is it bad? Sure. Is it not bad at the same time though? Sure. The Ravens didn't cut Lamar. The Ravens didn't just simply say, we don't love you. We don't care about you. They give him a $30 million offer, essentially. 35 I think that's what the tag holds. Like 35 me. yeah, yeah. $35 million offer. Essentially, that's the floor. Along with them saying, we still value you enough that if another team were to come in and not only give you more money, but we also think that you would be worth two first-round draft picks as well. So I don't look at it 100% as it was disrespectful. I just look at it as that was the business tactic to just give them more time. Sure, sure. For Lamar, it's a couple things at play. Obviously, you're fighting that fight of I want Deshaun Watson guarantee type money, which you're in, you know, you're in with are your entitled ranks. to want that yeah, you're yeah, entitled absolutely. to want that without a doubt. When you look at your track, you look at your off field and you look at what you have accomplished on the field in contrast to Deshaun. Yeah, you hold a stance for that. You look at Kyler Murray, you hold a stance for that. And the argument is the market will correct itself eventually, but it doesn't get corrected this time. It doesn't get corrected with me. And that's kind of the stance that you take with that. So in both elements, like I said, I see both parties. I understand why the Ravens don't want to just shell out 200 plus million in guarantees. And from a business standpoint, they're not supposed to. They're supposed to try to get Lamar for as cheap as they can. And And the flip side is Lamar is supposed to try to get as much money as he can. That's negotiations. The difference is the no buffer in between. We all know Lamar doesn't have an agent. That makes it very different because you have to be extremely thick-skinned when you're having those conversations, and they're telling you why they don't want to. be yes. this you you you've discussed this before. I've been in those meetings, man. <laughs> the same the same people who the same people yeah. who are
1: loving on you all season. All of a sudden, it's well, they, you don't they, do this. They tell as you, well as that
0: guy. They you tell know? you how great you are. They laugh for all your jokes, and then when you start coming in for negotiations, they talking about. Well, I mean, I don't really like the way that you eat that sausage biscuit, personally. Like, bro, whoa, whoa, when, when did this become personal? Like, wait a minute.
1: Well, you <laughs> like, know, when
0: you drive up, when you drive to the practice
1: facility, you yeah. always park in the good spots, and you know, you, you should know, really be saving those for the coaching you, staff. You,
0: you, you don't, you don't give us two inches off of each line when you park in between. Sometimes it's like you right on the line. Other times it's like you too far over. Like, I don't, I feel some type of way about that. Like that's the type of stuff when you're in negotiations, you're just kind of like. Man, you've been holding this in for how long now, bro? How long you really felt like this? Mm-hmm. Not everybody is under is is able to compartmentalize that and to separate and differentiate. And I do think that that is at play, sort of speak, here. Now, when we talk about the league wide element of it, where a league MVP, two years removed, twenty six years of age, electric, big winning winning percentage, has a playoff win has done a lot with less, all those things that we talk about. If I were to say that that type of player would be on the open market right now at the quarterback position, you would be like, man, they're giving up four first round picks. What are we talking about? Right. We've seen with some of these other quarterbacks, man, we saw what Russell Wilson went for. Let's be real. Okay. That's, you know, when you think of that and then you see how quickly teams were so strong on their, Oh my, on Lamar stance. It does make you wonder, because when you look at the Atlanta Falcons and the Washington Commanders specifically, please tell me the better options that you have. Right, You're not Drafting right. In the top five, you don't have a quarterback. Right, and so Mark that's Allen the the whole like the roster. whole right the whole
1: draft. That's where I get lost with the whole draft pick compensation argument. Yeah. Is like, okay, I could buy that if Atlanta was going to be in position to draft the quarterback right. in the first place, but they're but mm-hmm. they're not there. They're not getting one of these top guys from this class. They're going to be gone by the time they're on the clock.
0: Yeah. So that's my thing. I said, okay, when you're talking Seattle, when you're talking Carolina, when you're talking Houston, when you're talking, um, oh, my goodness, Indianapolis. Okay, all of those four teams are going to either be picking in the top 10, top five. Like, they have some options. So I don't anticipate those type of teams. But you're not going to tell me these other teams that we just named that are not picking nowhere near the top 10 are feeling confident with Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell. What are we talking about?
1: Especially too there's an element of this you and I have discussed this with different guys before too Motsi like we don't have to worry about this in Pittsburgh we're fortunate yeah. but for some of these places Washington that you mentioned Atlanta certainly they could
0: think about they how many use... quarterbacks they have went through you, you just start going on the list they could use they could an attraction just for their fan
1: yeah. base. You know what I mean? Come on. Like, it's, it's
0: that
1: simple for a Washington, lot of these teams, too.
0: Lamar and Washington, box office. Selling tickets. Lamar box in Atlanta, box Selling, Selling box tickets.
1: Box office.
0: Shoot. If Miami could make the numbers work, Lamar and Miami, major box office. And that doesn't matter to us as
1: Steelers fans, but that matters to a lot of organizations in the NFL.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the part, like I said – It is a little unique um, and it does make you question certain elements of it, especially when you talk about the collusion part. And I know that's been floated around. And that's something that I honestly don't just dismiss because you can't. The NFL has proven too many times now that it is a good old boys club. They do stick together. I scratch your back. You scratch my back. And if it's only 32 owners and we know we don't want to start shelling out 250 plus million in guaranteed money. Well, what do you think they could potentially do? let's be real about it hey bro don't hey, hey, hey you can have him later on but we're not doing this you know what you know what president this says if you pay him this after we just paid Watson that this is totally it's, different game, it's a ga- it's game yeah. it's game over <laughs> yeah we can't we we can't put the two pitch back in the tube because we got Joe Burrow Justin Herbert coming up like okay yeah mm-hmm. so I do feel like at times that is at play it's not the first time we've seen, this, is not the last time we've heard or probably we'll see if this type of stuff, this happens plenty. So that is one of the other things that I do feel like for Lamar, he's kind of up against it there, but I do feel like a bigger issue is just the no buffer in between, man. Yeah. Like it's smart business wise. Cause you're making money. You're going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars, but at the same time, this is where it can get a little bit messy when you're talking about some of the negotiation elements of it. Just it gets personal,
1: and no, it makes absolutely
0: it super hard to even like come down off of a number, even though we both know I'm not going to get the first number I asked for, you're not going to get the first number you asked for. It's, that's we business 101, right? That's right, negotiation right. 101,
1: yeah.
0: So it's like we understand this type of stuff, but when it becomes personal, it's hard to remember that, it's hard to say. Let me set sure. aside this and just say, man, two hundred M's or two hundred ten M's is great. Let me take that. It's hard to get there when you feel like it's personal. Also, man, so that's something that you know I do think is is just having a negative impact on both sides yeah, yeah. right now. There's, I mean, rightfully so. There's pride on both sides, right? Yeah. There's, 100%.
1: you know, there's there's pride from the Ravens side of you know, we are a, a successful franchise in the National Football League. We've we've done this through, you know, through different generations and eras. We're not going to get pushed around and bullied by, by you know, one of our players, no matter how great he is. And then there's from Lamar's side of, look at what I've done, my body of work over these last five years. Look at the jobs of people in this building, that I, you know, that I mm-hmm. saved. Whenever I came in for Joe Flacco, was able to get this thing turned around. And, you know, every year that I've been healthy, we've been a legitimate contender and gone to the postseason and, um there's a lot of pride there's a lot of negotiations you you get it from that standpoint the 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 thing that that stands out to me too at this point moti is like i do think in a way that this is going to work itself out now as Mm -hmm. as you've laid out who knows in terms of everyone's how they feel when the when this dust all settles but i do think the dust is going to settle on this i looked this up before all right Only one time in the history of the league has a player had the non-exclusive franchise tag placed on him and then ended up signing and and leaving and going to another team. It's only happened one time in league history. And it was 25 years ago, Sean Gilbert, a defensive tackle left Washington for Carolina. Mm. So, it's it's very it's very rare that that someone slaps a non-exclusive franchise tag. Another team comes in and says, "Yeah, we'll pay that guy all the the money or close, you know, basically what he's asking for, and we'll give the franchise two yeah. first-round draft picks."
0: So we never seen it, a quarterback it, though. It, that's a great point.
1: That's a great point, and we know that quarterbacks are different beasts, particularly in this market. But like that, Former
0: league MVP quarterback.
1: Former league MVP, yeah, I know. His winning still- percentage
0: since coming in the league is just behind Patrick Mahomes. What are we talking about?
1: And he's, and he's still only, he's
0: still only Am I missing something? Everybody's going crazy about Anthony Richardson. And why is that? Because of what we see with Lamar. What are we talking about?
1: <gasps> am I missing something here? it's 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 insane it really is like it's it's a it's don't, just don't a, it's tell, a wild quarterback market don't, right
0: don't tell me the quarterbacks are so valued and they're above all and you, you mortgage your future when you could get a quarterback like this and all this other nonsense and now it's finally one of that caliber out there and now we take now we want to sit here and pause and meditate now now we want to do that now we want <laughs> <Now's laughs> to refresh. Now's, now's the time to wooza. now's <laughs> the time to wooza. What was this? At? When y'all was throwing all them M's out there to these other quarterbacks, man.
1: <laughs> speaking of, you know, speaking of these other quarterbacks too, I did want to. I did want to. You know, as this is a big? I mean, there's a lot of different layers to this quarterback conversation. Mm-hmm. Again, Lamar's kind of obviously at the top right now. We just saw the contract with Daniel Jones and the Giants got. I do feel a little. I don't listen. I don't feel mm-hmm. bad for any. I don't feel bad for anybody that just signed a contract that's going to pay him forty million dollars a year. All right. I want to clarify that. But like Daniel Jones is catching a lot of strays in the last few days man.
0: or if this well, guy's that,
1: getting this money. Well, hold on now. So, like it's Daniel Exactly. Jones small, so he's
0: so when paid. you when you have teams that are talking about they're out on Lamar but the Giants run to give Daniel Jones 40. Make it make sense.
1: Hey, no. Listen. Again, I on the surface, I'm with you. That doesn't make sense. I just don't think they need to beat up Daniel Jones and be like, "This guy sucks"
0: because he 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 doesn't. He doesn't. Is Daniel Jones worth 40? If Saquon is only worth 10, so Saquon is 30 million dollars less impactful. Is that what you're telling me? Once again, all right then.
1: Like, but then that's a different running back conversation, isn't it? How we've completely no, 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 no,
0: no. no, no. But if we're talking specifically that Giants team,
1: oh yeah, for sure. Is, Brian Daniel Dable, Jones, and Saquon Barkley,
0: is Daniel Jones thirty million dollars more impactful than Saquon no, Barkley? Not today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, or the day after that. <laughs> not your birthday, not my birthday, like, not Jesus's birthday. Like, but that's what we supposed to just go with it because he plays quarterback. You see, what I'm, like we just go with it because Daniel Jones plays quarterback. But when it's in Lamar- New York, too, but, but you with, know how with Lamar it is to
1: play in New York.
0: But with Lamar, we over here like, well, I don't know. I mean, how many games did he finish? I mean, shoot, how many playoff went? I mean, but but what about this? It's like we have every question in the book when it's Lamar. But you just gave Daniel Jones 40. <laughs> 40 of them. What things. are we talking about, man? What 40 are of them.
1: I do like how nobody's talking about my guy, Geno Smith, because – Fair contract well, he, for
0: him, fair contract it, for Seattle. Well, I think, think that it. works out well. And think about what Geno did, man. Geno came in and, with an opportunity, outplayed the trade. You look at he what set Russ the, did he set in the franchise
1: record for passing.
0: Exactly, for passing completions. Absolutely, in terms of completion percentage. I mean, he played the game the way that people thought he was going to be able to play coming out of West Virginia. right. That was right. why, you know, there was excitement about him. But, unfortunately, the consistency wasn't there. But this year, you saw the consistency show up. And that's the reason why he got paid. And they didn't go crazy. You look no. at the deal, I mean, it's essentially a two year, you know, 70 M's. He's, he's, basic, he's, he's basically guaranteed to make
1: 35 each in right. the next two seasons.
0: Yeah. So when you look at the quarterback market, 35, that's nothing crazy in terms of the quarterback market. Right. Shoot, I think it's I, fair. I, like the, I think it's fair. I like yeah. the Geno deal way more than I like the Daniel Jones deal. Oh, 100%. 100%. But the Gino you know, dude, you can still draft a quarterback and you're not tripping. You're, you're Let like, him sit for right. a year. Yeah. Sit for a year to develop. Next year, you're taking over midway through that's the vibe you not and you're, maybe you're if G, Gino
1: ends up playing well right maybe you're able to trade him for a second round pick or something like and, that on the back end as got, well too you still
0: got pro bowl caliber or really good right. quarterback play for really affordable costs in terms of the market right
1: yeah. yeah yeah so the I think the final cherry to this conversation the other straw that is really uh stirring a lot of drinks besides Lamar Jackson is
0: stop believing in quarterbacks deserving a whole bunch of money because they quarterbacks whoever created that well, ideology about- I don't agree with it
1: what about quarterbacks who go on darkness retreats for four days? It was listen. If you're the if you're the Jets, I'm just gonna ask this point blank. If you're the yeah. Jets, are you? I mean, are you are you giving up a haul to bring in Aaron Rodgers? Is he still good enough for long enough to justify that right now? If you're New you're York,
0: you're the Jets. You you don't have a choice. You're the Jets. You have to because of what you're a quarterback hungry franchise. You have you been for through, decades. You did you did Sam Darnold. He was a what pick? Top ten pick, right? Third overall, I think. Wasn't you he? did Zach Wilson? Top 10 pick, right? Mm-hmm. Top five. Second pick, overall? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mark Those Sanchez two, before that? But but at least Sanchez took you to the AC Championship. That's true. He two of them back there. to back. That's he true. he That's gave true. you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. With Sam Donald two, and Zach Wilson. Yeah. Think about Sam okay. Donald and Zach Wilson. The capital that they spent, and they are still looking for a quarterback. You don't have a choice. You have to go nice. Rodgers. You have to. <laughs> and especially true. because you, they overplayed their hand with the Derek Carr situation. So, you're stuck. You're going to be with the essentially what the Cleveland Browns did. Write the blank check. That's what you have to do right now. But that's also the part that makes it just baffling when you hear Atlanta and Washington commanders acting as if they don't have any type of interest, any type of desire for a Lamar Jackson. It's like those things don't compute. Make that make sense. Everything tells me is one thing except in this scenario. Yeah. But then the things that people try to bring up to go against that scenario it's like they're factually incorrect
1: <laughs> so yeah well we're gonna catch up with uh one of our buddies here who is always factually correct in brian backo another thing that i'd like to dis- that, that we'll discuss here when we come back on the other side motzi that i think relates to this conversation as well too is with how crazy the quarterback market is right now um i think you could argue as long as Kenny Pickett continues his development like we think and hope he should, the Steelers are in an advantageous position over the mm-hmm. next few years. So, I mean, you've mentioned the names that have, that have gotten crazy money already. You mentioned the names like the Burrows and the Herberts, maybe even the Trevor Lawrences as well too, that are, that are coming down the line here before too much longer. Could the Steelers, could you argue, are actually in an advantageous situation to have a quarterback that they can win with that isn't going to break the bank? And what they'd be able to build around them as opposed to some of their count we we talk a lot about how loaded the AFC is in terms of that quarterback position, right? Rightfully mm-hmm. so. Well, while those guys are demanding huge money and eating up huge chunks of their team's cap, could you kind of spin that block back around to use an Arthur Motzism and hey. say that the Steelers the Steelers are in a little bit of an advantageous situation because they're not gonna have to throw huge money at their quarterback. For another few years, we'll talk about all these things and more with our buddy Brian Backo when we return on the other side. Make sure to keep those tweets rolling in. We've got plenty on the table today for you here on a Thursday as we roll into the weekend. Our last week of shows before free agency starts and we uh, really finally get some some answers to all these questions that we've been asking. Wesley Euler, Arthur Moats, Backo of the Post Gazette with us on the other side. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.